Here we go. All right, Mikey. This is uh, the first podcast of 2023. It is. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at us just getting after it. Would it take us like, uh, what's the date today? Like the 7th or the 8th? The 7th? 7th, yeah. Not bad. A okay. week. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you were thinking about. I mean, there's certainly some things to chat about, uh, things that have, you know, happened and, um, but I thought it'd be, uh, you know, uh, one of the things maybe we start with is just um, how you're looking at 2023, how you generally look at like the new year is this year, like, are you, have you, have you like, you know, changed your kind of your posture of how you're going to do the new year? Um, you know, any resolutions, just anything like that. What do you got for us? Sorry, I'm trying to keep my dog off the couch. <laughs> I don't think I have any resolutions, right? Just like some of that stuff was kind of like cliche. I think you should always kind of just keep moving forward, and keep improving. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so no, no resolutions, but then like, uh, uh, like any, any, any goals or anything for January, or just are you just kind of like hit the new year and now you're just kind of doing it again? No, I think there's goals like we talked before, kind of like alternative revenue streams or make more money other ways than we currently do, like uh -huh. pushing that. I think that big, a big goal. Yep. You know, today I was like kind of working on taking some pictures, more of those like candle holders, trying to get some nicer pictures of those, and maybe yep, put, put together some marketing material for that. Yeah, that sounds good. Gotta get that shit sold. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into things like that. Um, you got any resolutions? Uh, like so, a book I I came across recently, and I've like I've I've kind of read the premise or, or heard the premise before, and 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 thought it was pretty good. But it's basically like the twelve week year, which is basically, um, you know, trying to do uh or optimizing in such a way that you know you can do as much as what people do in a year in 12 weeks and and part of that is to just um be able to sort of like hyper plan and also be strategic it's it's you know prioritizing the things that like move the needle um and um and so that's probably i think like that's that's probably a big one for me is just in terms of like i feel like 2022 um, I think in general, the year probably got away from me, just sort of thinking from like the things I wanted to do to then just kind of like the things that just kind of like happened to me. Right. So maybe, you know, certainly being more, more deliberate and more in control of, um, the things I, I, I get done and kind of, and really pursuing them, um, and not just kind of wanting to pursue them, but prioritizing them so that they happen. Um, and then, um, and I've just been reading the book. I mean, I started it tonight and like, you know, the, the thing that people think that they're like missing is like, uh, education or natural ability, or, you know, if they just work harder, like all these things. And, and what they, when, what they basically said is that like, it's not any of those things, it's lack of execution. Right. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so I think like probably my words for 2023 are sort of like um, 
or consistency. That's probably like the thing that, um, that I'd like to just kind of just, just go back to and just kind of, and beat on and just let that kind of let it, let the cards kind of land where they may. But once I kind of commit myself to, to, to being consistent and, you know, um, so that's probably, that's probably the big one. And then I think, um, I'm certainly like a believer in, in habits. And um, if you've read like James Clear, Atomic Habits, you, he does probably the best job of just outlining habits in general, talking about them, you know, how to, how to break bad habits, how to replace them with good habits. And so um, a little bit of like an endorsement here to this like app that I found, it's like the not boring habit app. And it's pretty awesome. It actually does something that like you and I have talked about um and i like this probably isn't gonna read real well but like you know one of my habits is like uh to read 25 minutes a day and so like one of the one of the views as soon as you like complete it you like you hit that little check mark and then it shows you the last six days so you get to see a whole week and right now it's like i have all check marks so i'm just trying to like maintain just kind of like continue that stream right right um and then like the other thing that's like pretty sweet about this thing is that um that i just love is i can flip it to a view where you can see like every single day of 2023 is a dot and then those yellow triangles are the days that i did it so there's this beauty there's this kind of something beautiful about like just you know staying consistent to these like small things and then so i already finished my first book for 2023 just reading 25 minutes a day oh that's good and and like, that's pretty sweet. So like I started my next one and I was like, I, like I was, I was ahead of schedule. So I'm going to finish that in four more days. Cause I've been reading like 40 or 50 pages in that 25 minutes. And so, um, um, and so anyway, I probably dialing in habits and then, and then looking at the year in terms of quarters and in terms of those like 12 weeks, I feel like if I do those two things, then I'll be pretty happy where I, with where I end up, you know? Yeah. You should look at the, you ever seen the everyday calendar? Yeah. Is that a big one? It's like a, it's like a physical, like, like calendar with all the days. It's almost like that. Well, you pulled up with the app of like the whole year, but it's like a physical calendar with like lights. And so whatever habit you want to do every single day, like you just like, you know, check off if you did it that day and it lights up. And so at the end of the year, you can kind of get this overall of, you know how many days of the year you get this thing but it's like very tactile yeah 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 i see i really i really like that thing and like because there's even something where it's like let's say you don't even feel like doing it and 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 you're literally doing it for no other reason than you want that stupid light to be up there and you want to like you know but then you just do it and i think that you you teach yourself to do it on the days when you least want to do it and that's probably when it matters the most like and i yeah. you, you know people have talked about this in a lot of ways, but it's like, if we all worked out, you know, when like we felt like working out, we'd all be kind of like fat pieces of shit, just, you know, grossly out of shape and everything. Because like half the time that I work out, I'm like, my mind's trying to talk me out of going to the gym. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're fucking tired or it's going to be busy there. Or you're, you know, like, like all these things. And, um, which is wild that like, it's still like that voice in my head still kind of still does that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's wild. I'm like, I don't think that ever like goes away. Yeah. It never goes away. And I think, I think that's something to recognize that like, 
and it never goes away for people that uh that you know even even like high achievers i think that they still have that kind of like that voice you know what i'm saying like like david goggins still has that like you know that voice that kind of tells him like hey man just take the day off like you've been killing it this or you've been doing a lot this year you've been like yeah. you ran 20 <laughs> miles yesterday you don't have to do it again you know like uh yeah, he said, like, sometimes he just like sits and stares at his shoes for 25 minutes yeah. before yeah, putting yeah, them yeah. on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if like David Goggins is doing that, then it's like that sure makes me feel a lot better about like, okay, you know, I'm like, we're all human and that's a good thing to recognize, you know. But then but then just sort of like pushing through that and then doing the thing you don't want to do. And a lot of times, like once you do that, you feel a lot better anyway. Yeah. Like like five minutes after I'm at the gym. I'm like so happy that I'm there. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm like so happy I came. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but it's hard to get motivated. <laughs> Especially yeah, coming from can... like in the morning and like a comfy bed or something. Yeah. Right, right. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's probably like one thing, uh, like habit wise, and I don't I haven't like figured it out yet, but it's uh I need to get I wanna do the ice bath. I know that that's maybe it's kind of like just trending right now and you see a lot of people on Instagram doing it and things like that, but it's like you know, they certainly say that like accumulating like 13 minutes, I think is kind of like the threshold, like 13 minutes a week of, you know, being in a nice bath has optimal um, benefits, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't have to start at like 32 degrees or 33 degrees, you know, you can start at 40 or whatever and work your way down, you know, you can, you can kind of get, get to a place, but it's like, um uh, I think sort of forcing yourself to do things that are like uncomfortable that you don't want to do. Like most people that are doing the ice bath fucking hate the cold and hate the cold water. And it's like, I kind of feel that way, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to do it. And for that reason, I kind of want to like make myself do it. <laughs> do you take any like cold showers in the morning? Uh, I don't take full cold showers. I will um usually like turn on and kind of like go cold, like the last, like the last 30 seconds or minute. But there's certainly some mornings where I'm just kind of like, I'm not doing it today. As a matter of fact, yeah. I'm going super hot and I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like I, just, I need it to be hot right now. And I can't even think about cold water and I don't do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was, that was maybe the only thing. Uh, oh, one other thing. And I know we do this maybe quarterly or maybe, you know, I, it's been a couple of months since we did this, but, uh, What's your what's your one one you know one two or three big predictions for twenty twenty three? How many you got? I don't know. Seems like seems like there's a recession coming. I think that's probably going to be a boil over, or maybe we're already in a recession and we're just going to take a while to see the effects of it really uh, coming through. There's a bunch of layoffs, like tech industry. Amazon laid off seventeen thousand people just the other day. I think that's probably coming, and I don't know how, you know, far-reaching that's going to be. Yeah. Well, okay, but I, I'll, I'll push back on the Amazon thing. I heard, I like read it was like eighteen thousand, but regardless, it was like almost twenty thousand, right? It's a lot right. of people. But during the during they they kind of remind me of like architecture firms, the way that architecture firms will kind of like scale up and then scale down. And Amazon was one of the companies that really. Uh, 
did extremely well during the during the pandemic because people got into like groceries, they built all this infrastructure, they really were able to kind of like leverage the fact that all this revenue was coming their way um, to like to grow. And so they added, and I don't know exactly what the number is, and maybe this would be helpful, but I think they they added over a hundred thousand jobs, um, you know, in that time. So it's like the net gain in the last three years is still very positive. Yeah. And they employ they just, like a million people or something. So it's like a kind of drop yeah. in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 not to say I was like, I mean, I, I like look at that like that number of like almost twenty thousand people and I'm like, what are they gonna go do now? Like that seems like that seems like a lot of people out there just looking for jobs and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it's kinda wild to think about. But um, you know, but but I think that in the grand scheme of things in like the last two years, they've added a lot of jobs, added a lot of infrastructure and they just kind of you know, what ended up happening is now that the pandemic is like, I hate to say it's over or mostly over or over for a lot of people or, you know, and a lot of the restrictions are up, you know, people have started shopping back at grocery stores, going outside. Like, so they haven't had, you know what I mean? They've had kind of a drop in their, in their revenue. Right. Um, and they've had to kind of pull back some of the, some of the programs that they were trying to do. And so I get why they're scaling back and they had some cost cutting measures and stuff like that. But like, but they're one of the few companies that also grew, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, in a really big way in the last two years. Right. So. Yeah. yeah I don't think that's the only marker. Just like, you know, everything else, the way it's been going, just interest rate keeps going up. Right. Right. I think that's going to pull a lot of money out of the, you know, out of the market. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. I think there's that. It's going to be interesting as this war in Ukraine goes, keeps going on. I mean, Russia just keeps getting <laughs> decimated over there. They had the attack on like New Year's Day where they lost like 400 troops. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because they had they had called it was like their Christmas basically, right, or whatever, uh, and or their holiday or whatever. And so they kind of like called it a ceasefire. And Ukraine kind of like called, I don't know, if, you know, Russia well, was blessing was, or not, but well, this was before that, like New Year's Day. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. What happened there? Well, I guess what what happened is so they had, I think it was in um, Crimea. Russia has taken over some like school, and so they were in some school and using that as kind of like a one of their little camps. And there was a Russian soldier who was making Facebook posts and videos and left his like geotag on. And so Ukraine was able to like <laughs> see that. And they just, they bombed it. Oh my God. That's, yeah, that's wild. I, I hadn't heard that. That seems like a pretty big blunder there. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. When you think about like, you know, people posting and social media and then your yeah, enemy yeah, is yeah. able to like pinpoint where you are. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Or they just even like recognize the building behind you or some stupid shit and then bomb the hell out of the you know, the building in front of that building, like yeah. 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 But I think uh okay, so this this doesn't this is like um I, I didn't read much about this and so maybe I'll just like bring it up and then just kinda like let it, you know, if you have any thoughts on this. But uh there's a guy, uh Jack Ma. I'm pronouncing that right. He's a, basically a Chinese super entrepreneur. He's basically like the Elon Musk of China. He's the and one he owns. 
Alibaba or whatever. Yeah, like he it. started like like a he had I think he started in a really similar way as Elon Musk because I think he had kind of like a PayPal type site or whatever. And then he was like the um he had developed like the ant group. Um and he basically kind of got snubbed out. Like China didn't like him having so much kind of power and control. And I think he kind of got like out of step. Well, he also made marks against the, or like remarks against the government, like not positive ones and criticism. Right. And so they actually like disappeared him for a while. Like he was missing yeah, for they like did. six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Well, right. But, but just recently he basically kind of like stepped out and stepped down and he's like, uh, I think, um, I, I think he's given up his controlling uh, interest in the, or his management interest in it. I mean, he, maybe he still has some like stocks and he still like has, he's has like some vested interest, but it's like, it's like, you know, it's certainly, I think uh, is pretty evident just, I mean, that guy, what he was able to like create and everything and then how, how it got kind of like taken away from him and like doors closed because of like the government and stuff. It's just kind of like, sure makes me feel if nothing else, very thankful for, um, you know, living in the United States and the opportunity that it has and the, um, the kind of protection it affords, you know, people that are out there, you know, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That so, we can talk shit about the government. Yeah. That we can do that. And that, and that, and, um, and that you really kind of just have like an endless number of possibilities that just that you're able to kind of work through and um and that you have the infrastructure to do it you know and that they would they they're gonna like honor and protect you know copyright infringement that they're gonna um uh so that if you're an innovator or you're you're developing something you can you can do that and then you can um i think that there's just like a lot of infrastructure that people like forget about you know that's like just even to like do to like take part in commerce and then you start thinking about things like going from like state to state it's like um and and surely like we all pay taxes and stuff like that so maybe everybody does remember but you know there's like this highway system that's pretty incredible and connects you know like the whole united states yeah and we also like need a, a train system no <laughs> fuck yeah oh man yeah we do our our yeah yeah if we if we started thinking more along the lines, I mean, I don't know how like I'd love to see how Europe kind of developed all of their um, all their transportation because they're a much older city and so they had uh, probably a lot more infrastructure to work around than what like we have, and so you would think that we would be able to develop a master plan and even if it takes like thirty years to fully implement, get this thing going. Yeah. But it just seems like yeah, the, the people lobbying for the car like so hard in this country still. Just like no one cares about bike infrastructure or some you know rail infrastructure or any of that. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I definitely think it's a it's a city by city. You know, like some cities do it do it pretty well. Uh, probably very few cities are really excellent. Like we don't really have a city that's like Copenhagen, right? Yeah, you know? What city's even doing it well right now? Like uh i think portland and seattle i mean i think they're trying and they have what like a bunch of bike network 
and yeah, rails. Just a bite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and then I think that they have, um, they have, and I, and it was kind of a, I think I'd have to, I'd have to look back at what like the Seattle's um, they were putting in some like light rail or something from downtown to the, to the airport um, and then kind of connecting different parts of Seattle. But um, it, I don't know if it was like the construction or the planning or something was just kind of like, there was like huge problems with it. And so it just created for like many years, I think it just created all this, all this, um, like basically did the opposite of what it was trying to solve because it just disrupted traffic so hard. And um, I just don't think maybe it was like good planning or something, but at least, you know, but they're, but they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Here in South Florida, we have like the bright line, which is like <clears throat> one of the newest trains in the country. And it was supposed to connect like Miami it goes from Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, and then up to like Orlando. And the whole idea of it was kind of goofy because like all those cities along that route are not walkable cities. So you kind of need a car or need transportation yeah. to and from that, those like stations. And then the price of the tickets like from, they haven't built like the Orlando stop yet. But I remember looking up the tickets to like a train from Miami to Orlando would have been like 200 bucks to take a train. Huh. And so if you, and it was like, three and a half hours it's like four hours of drive and so if you think you're going to like orlando to disney world for like a family full of people it's like why not just spend the four hours in your car and you're not going to spend that much gas money right right right, right. yeah yeah and this is like yeah. the newest train and it goes like 80 miles an hour compared right. to like the bullet trains in like japan that are doing 300 yeah like, what, <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> and when and you get this where do you get this yeah. bullet train? Like, let's just get, let's get some of those. Yeah. And it's like the deadliest train in the country. Everyone's constantly getting hit by it. Like the South Florida drivers don't care about the gates coming down. People try to beat the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Huh. I mean, maybe there just needs to be this, like, this a different idea for how they, how they, how they handle uh, certainly not every intersection, but at least like the busy ones, because you would think that, you know, just have that thing fucking go up onto like a bridge and go over any any intersection that is like has a certain amount of congestion or something like that and like not be interrupting traffic and then not be coming down. I don't know, something. Yeah. Or people just understand, you know, the train, if, if it's moving at 80 miles an hour, it's, it's not like you're waiting for a freight train, just like, well, I would almost think like too. It's like once there's like one accident, just the amount of money that that, that it costs to like um, to like repair the that train that's fucked up and like all the delays that that's going to cause and just kind of like everything. You would almost think you would just install, you know, it like uh, maybe when like the things come down, it gives you like a warning, like it goes like three, two, one, and then like spikes come up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like. Wouldn't it just be like a whole lot better if someone's trying to be a total jackass for their for their tires, all tires to just go go flat? Like yeah, maybe. I mean, to, at some level, you know, it's like. But then people are trying doing to it. beat the spikes. They get their tires punched out, and now they can't get across the tracks and other stuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm like, there's probably some level of engineering where it's just kind of like, what is the right algorithm for this thing to like to play out so that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. What they've done, like, for a while, like, a, a few times when, like, accidents go up or whatever, they'll have almost, like, crossing guards, like, a physical person standing there with, like, a flag at the at the, the train crossing. So when the gates come down, they have their flag out. They're, like, stopping everyone on both sides of, like, the tracks. And so oh, shit. every single intersection. So I don't know what that is costing them. Somebody stand out there all day. <laughs> Spikes, bro. You got to go to Spikes <laughs> way fucking better. Or maybe just like, maybe just like steal like bollards that just kind of like shoot up. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> like, and they're like, they're like, they're like two feet apart or three feet apart. I mean, narrower than a car and they just fucking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But what do they do in like Japan? I don't imagine you see a train that's going 300 miles an hour and like, you're not trying to beat it. Well, dude, you're talking about a culture that has like a lot of respect for for like the common welfare for where like the great, you know, the 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 many is greater than the than the individual mentality. And so there's just a level of like respect. I mean, if they got hit by a train, you know, that would probably bring so much shame upon their family that that they, <laughs> they it's just like that no one would ever even like risk that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's why we don't have trains. We're not ready for them. We can't handle it. Not the three hundred. Not the three hundred miles. We pulverize people. You Florida. We'd be killing all all of like all of the Floridians, man. You guys would just be getting hammered down there. And we already are by an eighty mile an hour train. <laughs> yeah, the deadliest train in the whole country. It's been in operation for three years, four years. That's wild. I I don't and know what goes, to think about that. I mean, and it goes sixty miles. That's how it goes. And <laughs> <laughs> back. What's what? What's the scientists have to say about this? I would like to know. No, we should ask him. <laughs> I bet he's got something to say about it. He's probably saying it's just woke people getting hit. Don't matter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know that. Uh, no, this is a departure a little bit, um, maybe. Uh, but uh, have you heard about what's going down? In, what's going on in Brazil? I saw some like, uh, just some stuff on Twitter about it. They're like storming their capital or whatever, some governmental building. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the same shit we were doing. Um, but so this, it basically, it's like the a a, a real leftist leader who I think. I think he was in office maybe like 20 years ago, like a long ass time ago. He basically came back. No one thought he could win and he won. And now the person who's in power is like, I think, I think this is how it is. He's basically like asking the military to like, to like step in. And he's like, not wanting to like relinquish his, relinquish his power. And um, it's like, it's very typical Latin America, man. They've always, they've always struggled with just like corruption with like, poor leadership everybody's like saying that everyone else is a crook but they're all crooks and there's right. nothing that really like protects them i mean they they all kind of um it's really just like a less bad scenario um and i don't know this this particular guy there in, in brazil but like um uh, uh, certainly not great to see that like instability down there no i did see they had the famous guy here with like the horns and was like oh, Deferred, he was like shirtless, storming the capital. 
the pictures of that guy with the horns and like the American I don't flag. Know. Yeah. You don't remember that guy? No. I saw that like the people storming in Brazil, he had like a similar person, like that same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. They had their own version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very funny. All right. So we've almost cooked through this, 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 uh this episode so i guess for people that have listened to previous episodes um we're going down to like a 45 minute um podcast um just a much like shorter kind of condensed um you know episode and then but we're gonna be pretty diligent about posting every other week is that right that's our new year's resolution man there we go that's that's your only new year's resolution apparently but did you see the the cartel taking over in mexico too because they uh arrested um what's his name son el chapo's son again yeah yeah i think that they ended up losing i think like 25 was it like 25 military that like they took a huge a, a huge loss to like capture this guy I mean, it was basically it must have been just like a small a small war that took took place for this to happen. I didn't I didn't know what it I didn't hear uh, what happened after that though. They're still fighting to like get him back. Why won't you just kill him? Like, why wouldn't Mexico just start being like? You almost have to just kind of uh, what's that Sicario? Remember that movie? I don't think I ever saw that. Oh fuck! You got to watch that. That's like that's a fantastic movie and. uh not that this is the premise, but it's like, um, and and I mean, and and if anything, the the premise of that is like you sort of like cut the head off of one one snake, another one pops up, like they're just like, but 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 the other one is that uh, if you're gonna deal with a certain amount of like brutality and um, that the cartel kind of like like that's how they function, I, I mean, I don't know, I I maybe this just makes it you know two wrongs doesn't make a right kind of thing, but like. It just makes me think. I'm like, how else do you do you fight this? Well, one, I don't know, is like how much of his son is like a leader or maybe just like a figurehead, right? Like he's like a young kid. I don't know if he's calling any shots, so maybe he's just like this important, you know, figurehead symbolically. Right. So, so they want to get him back. And two is like, who's more powerful? It's like the Mexicans army or like the cartel who's got billions of dollars and they're buying tanks and shit <laughs> that's a real like right 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 well I, yeah well i think too if like if, if you think about it from like this standpoint like let's say you're you're in the military or you're in the police and you know people around you are getting are getting paid off by the by the cartel and like and you try to do the right thing you're probably just going to get killed. Your family's at risk, like all this, all this, you know, and so it's just kind of like, you know, how, you know, I think you're right. It comes down to like resources and who's more powerful and, and probably and it's the cartel. Yeah. It seems like the guy had like no recourse. They had just like some like blocking off like streets. They were at like the airport, like blocking planes from taking off. Cause maybe like Mexico was trying to get him on a plane, get him out of country or something, but yeah, they were. <laughs> That's wild. You know, you know how scary it would be to like live in a country where where you just felt like the rule of law. I mean, kind of makes you think of like Afghanistan. And it's like we tried to do that where we set up like an Afghanistan, you know, like an Afghan military kind of force. 
and they were supposed to go up against the Taliban and and it's just I think a very similar situation yeah crazy okay so let me ask you this now that we've talked about that I'm maybe this is with the little time we have left would you visit uh, Mexico and or Brazil um, right like right now um, or not either either one and or like would you have any 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 like fear of going down to either one of those places yeah I mean you know Mexico has always kind of been like safe for like tourists but recently like this last maybe year it's like some of that um, violence has like broken out uh, towards or like the touristy places and so it's become more dangerous for tourists to go down there. So, yeah. And I don't know if I, it'd give me hesitation to go to Mexico, but if there's like a war going on, basically. Yeah. 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 With what's going on. And then, and then the Brazil doesn't seem like it's, it's necessarily targeted towards, certainly not towards tourists or Americans, but it's still kind of a impoverished country where, you know, they're, you know, there can be kidnappings or other things, but it's like, I also don't know how much that actually happens. Like, I don't, I don't read about that or follow that. Like, is that common or not common? Is that like something we just like that we think about or is, or not? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure all that stuff gets probably all kind of played up. Yeah. And Brazil's so, you... so big. So it depends like where you go to, I imagine. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be going into the favelas. Yeah. By the way, have you seen City of God? No. Oh fuck, dude! You gotta you gotta watch Sicario and City of God. <laughs> they're not related, but they're both fucking amazing movies. I don't even know how City of God. I'd I'd like to see. I'd like to hear how that movie was even done because it feels like it's like one of those movies, and obviously it's like in Brazil too, and so it's like I don't you don't recognize anyone, but it's like. It almost feels like like these people have to be who they are. Like it almost looks feels like a kind of uh, uh, like I don't even know how they're acting this thing. This thing is so it's so like it's so real and and everything that it's like, you know, kind of makes me wonder how how that's all put together. I just, you know, right. What's it about? Some drug lord or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like all the stuff that 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 happens in in Brazil. But like one of the one of the most kind of eye opening things is it just is like there's all these like how young the kids are that live in like the favelas, which is like the ghettos, and then how how they become a part of like the gangs and how how there's just kind of like this like like endemic violence. Right. And it's a it's a it's a hard movie to watch. Um, but it's a fantastic movie. I'll have to check it out. And so Sicorio has uh Emily Blunt and uh Benicio del Toro and they're it's just fantastic. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So speaking of violence, would you you I sent you that video of that shooting in Houston? Oh yeah. Okay, we got we got we got maybe um two minutes to get into this. Uh, yeah, so well, describe the shooting for people that might know it or want to look it up. Like, where where did it take place? Is it in Florida? I think it's in Houston, Texas. Okay, it was Dallas. That's or not Dallas, but it was Texas. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, describe it a bit. So it's like a little restaurant with like four people maybe eating in this restaurant. 
little like taco joint or something. And yep. Robert comes in, starts asking for cash from some of the patrons. He he's got a gun. Tooth. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. He's, he's like waving it around. He gets cash from everybody. He's walking out the door. And another patron there has a gun. They're in Texas. Uh, he gets up and shoots a kid like four times in the back. It falls over. Then he goes over, right? So shoots him like two more times in the back, grabs his gun, and then like shoots him in the head. Right. Which is like, you know, I understand, you know, maybe why you, you would have shot him. So, well, honestly, like the first time he shot him, he was almost like kitty corner to where he was sitting, the guy who shot the robber. There was another like patron sitting there. It's like, if you missed the the suspect is like you you could have hit like an innocent bystander might have been not the smartest of shots to be taken you know right yeah but i feel like and then you leave this the the, then you leave the the scene of that thing so the police are looking for him and you obviously probably like yeah if you would have shot him like the first couple times you you took him out you didn't go back and give him like a headshot after he had his weapon that's a hundred percent what you don't do. Yeah. I mean, that's like, and, and, and there's a reason that that guy, that guy left. And, you know, because I think, uh, at, you know, at some point you have to start taking responsibility for, I mean, not at some point, but a hundred percent, if you're a gun owner, you have to take responsibility for all the shit you do. And like, um, yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. If anything, that guy, you know, once he, once he shot him and he had him down, it's like you could go over, still point your gun at him. You could put a knee on his back, you know, to like put pressure on him, even though the guy's already been shot like three times. Like he's not getting up, but like yeah. you could, you could, you know, you could make sure his gun pulled away. And then you could, you could tell someone like, hey, call 911 right now. And you could fucking stay there and make sure that this guy's like contained, right? Yeah. But I think what he did puts him in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in the wrong. And even what, why are you, you know, you have to question why you even shoot him 